We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Kings and queens and in between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another amazingly. Ep- I don't know. I think I'm for it. I come up with a new one every time, and I'm running out. Uh, Terrifical, I'll say. There you go. Is <laughs> I. Hello, kings and queens and in between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another terrific article episode of Yes Jesus. I'm just going to keep making up words over and over again. I'm your host, Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with... Azariah Southworth. I didn't even say my own name right there, <laughs> but that's matter. okay. Come on in, join us. Welcome to another episode of Yes Jesus, where today we believe more than ever that God wants you to bust down that closet door. Yes, that's right. God does not fit in a box and you don't fit in a closet. That's right, girl. You're coming out, because today we're talking about Esther, the coming out queen. Uh, but before we get into that, let's get right to our praise report and our prayer request. I have the prayer today. Our prayer is coming from Tori. Tori says, my Aunt Virginia in New Mexico had a stroke and is working through physical therapy at the local hospital. Thankfully, her son came home early to find her unresponsive. Healing prayers would be appreciated. Mm, absolutely. Oh, this is such a tough thing, especially now going on during COVID. It must be so frightening and all of this stuff that's happening and we just wish you the best and we will lift up your aunt virginia tori that's right and today's praise report is from me one of them i have a personal praise report uh if you can't tell we are back yes together for the first time we're here back 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 again (laughs) since i took my trip home to spend time with family and help my parents out and that's what i want to give my praise report about um it was lovely to be with family to reconnect and to clean the garage i cleaned the garage (laughs) for my dad my parents are elderly he was just getting over you know a rough case of pneumonia so he needed my help and i was happy to help as much as i can gripe sometimes but I really enjoy doing projects with my dad because that's how we connect. But the praise report is that I really wanted to do that because I knew that after I left, there would be physical evidence that my presence was there Hmm. and that it was a positive impact that they could physically look around and say, Azariah was here and it's, we made progress. Our lives were improved. Yeah. So the garage got cleaned out. 
Clean we it almost out. threw away a bunch of my old stuff from high school, like well, good thing all you my were there. TV show stuff. But, oh, that's so why I, you've been like sending me all those pictures. You're just like, this is me in swim class. This yes, exactly. is me. And Jenny's like, okay, this is cool. me in like spirit day at church camp. I'm like, okay. Cool flex. Well, also, you're also showing it to me through like FaceTime, which is like so tiny. And yeah. I'm like, you look so cute. I don't know what you wanted to say. I just I, wanted to share. I know. I'm glad you but, did. But, you know, we got the garage cleaned out. And so they were able to put garage door openers in, you know, and like all these oh, great cool. improvements Some advancements. for them. Yeah. So. And no spiders. All the spiders are out. For the most part, yeah, sure. <laughs> still a few spiders. There's always going to be spiders. <laughs> um, definitely, still a few spiders. Also, what else are we are we praising the Lord about today? This week is Spirit Day on okay. October fifteenth. Oh, you wear purple. Yes. So Spirit Day is when millions of people around the world go purple to stand up for LGBTQ youth and against bullying. So when we see you more and more. Wearing purple. Everybody, keep coming out with the purple in the next few weeks. You know that that is a symbol of the spirit. That's right. So wear your spirit day purple and tag glad. Tag glad. Tag us. Uh, Let us know that you wore your purple for spirit day on October 15th. Show your purple. When I did looking on HBO, we had the Halloween episode and there was just like all these rooms of Halloween costumes and spirit day was coming up Mm -hmm. and I got to uh, wear a a tinky winky purple (laughs) costume. (laughs) It was one from the vaults. Um, of me doing a big bell kick as Tinky Winky. If you want to go dig through my Instagram, you can find that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a little break uh, with a word from our sponsor. And we'll be right back with the script of the day. Boop, boop, boop. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas company started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... You're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients, never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved with the founders, doggies, nacho, and cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulders kind of hurt from the gym, As You might give me a little rub oh, with yeah, that comfort cream. Oh, yeah, you get over here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it make sure to use the promo code yasjesus25 for 25 percent off your first order and we're back azzy and you know what time it is it's time for the Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. You need it. It's soul food. That's right. And the scripture of the day comes from Esther. Esther 4, 14. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? Maybe... You have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Mm. So, whether you do it now, right, 
or not. It's going to happen. Oh, you have no choice. But God's ordained you in this moment in time, Esther, to deliver some people. And if you do so, if you follow God's command, your father's family will not perish. So what are you going to do, girl? That reminds me of when my mom would say, you could change the laundry now and put it in the dryer, or you could do it later, but either way, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> if you don't do it. It's kind of the situation, yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah, like yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's awesome. You're, you have a calling. Yeah. You have a calling, and you can't hide from it in a closet. That's right. It is there for you. That's right. And October 11th, today... Is National Coming Out Day. It is. Congrats on being gay, Azzy. Thank you. Same for you. Oh, thank you. When did you come out? Do you know the date? Uh, I don't know the exact. Yeah, well, I guess it was the last week of April 2014. Interesting. I came out in April, too. Look at that. It was the last week of April 2014, and I came out in a letter to my character, Damien, from Mean Girls Uh to the world. Uh But I think I probably came out to myself Mm -hmm. privately. Mm Mm-hmm. In my, like, you know, mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Still a little late. I'm a late bloomer. But guess what? Now we have a podcast about being gay and Jesus. So what? I'm doing it all. <laughs> That's right. Little That's late right. than never. It's like God said to Esther, you're doing it on your time or, you know, another time, but it's just, you're doing it. That's right. And here I am. Esther 414 is Esther's date to come out uh national coming <laughs> out day is an awareness day for all of those that are coming out of the closet i always think it's exciting when people come out on that day yeah like a lot of people do say <laughs> like wait. who's gonna come out this yeah, time they do wait for that day we always get like one like a sports figure right. or a singer <laughs> i'm waiting uh we'll see who it'll be uh this coming out day that will have somebody that is there i actually remember amanda Amanda Bierce, who is the neighbor on Married with Children, came out on National Coming Out Day. <laughs> okay. I remember that being a big deal for me as a teenager, being like, oh, Marcy Darcy is gay. And <laughs> She's I loved one of it. us. She's family. Yeah, her name was Marcy Darcy on the show. National Coming Out Day was first celebrated in the United States in 1988. And uh, it, sees, it sees coming out. And being yourself as a political act, as an act of, of defiance, I love it. It's yeah. just something like, it's just like, we are going to be, we are here, we are queer, get used to it. It's, it's speaking the truth. And speaking the truth is always, you know, is a difficult is a form thing to do. Yeah. A, yeah. And the belief was that the, the most basic form of being, of queer activism is coming out to your family, friends, and colleagues and live in life openly as a queer person. I think the greatest thing that LGBTQIA person could be is an example of love and being out and open and loudly that. That's right. And homophobia and transphobia thrives in an atmosphere of silence. Oh, yeah. Ignorance. When you're quiet. Yeah. When you're, when you're ignorant and you're silent, that's where it lives. That's right. You know, and uh, once people that you that your loved ones know you're lesbian, gay, then they're far less likely to maintain homophobic or oppressive views. Like you're you're the first gay they may know personally, so you might be an example for everyone, and you could help change a lot of people's. I often say it's the job of the queer Christian to save um, other Christian souls mm-hmm. from thinking that from being homophobic and from being ignorant. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's our job to show them that we are people of love and, and what that means. And I think that's a great mission for us to have. I think God gave us that mission. There's an author, uh, old mystic, Howard Thurman. He wrote a book called Jesus and the Disinherited. Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing what he says in it, but he said, contact without genuine fellowship breeds hatred. People can't come into genuine fellowship 
with you unless they know who you are. And once you are in genuine fellowship with others and they know your truth and who you are, the genuine fellowship and truth dispels all the myths and misunderstandings there are about people like LGBTQ people. That's why it's a political act, because you're, you're doing something that helps change people's thought. It helps move the envelope. Mm-hmm. But did you know it's also a biblical act? It is. I didn't know it this. It really is. There's this a- is the Bible, honey. This is biblical. <laughs> so did you know there was a coming out story in the Bible? Of course not, because no one ever talks about it. Mm-hmm. Introducing the story of Esther from the book of Esther in the Bible. So to tell the story properly, we need to make this a baked Bible story because Esther is the queen, honey. Not a drag queen, but a true queen, like from the Bible. What does Queen Esther, which is a book sort of buried in the Hebrew scripture, have to do with queer lives? Well, first, her story is pretty epic. It's filled with heroes and villains and intrigue mm-hmm. and attempted genocide. I mean, it should be a Broadway musical. Come on, <laughs> Esther. Get out of the closet. <laughs> you can reach the Christian crowd and the theater queens with a story about that, like a real clown, a real clown. That's so true. Ross says, uh, at the, he shared with us that at the Naming Project, they actually did this. If you don't what? know, the Naming Project is a youth camp for LGBTQ people of faith. And they made a musical like Les Miserables out of the story of Esther. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the next musical you do needs to be something with the freaking deacon and I need to see like a, yes. <laughs> like a whole like Michael Jackson freaking deacon number. I want to see Ross in the moonwalk. All right, Danny, do you got your joint lit? Yeah, I All am right. burning. You ready to do this big Bible I'm story? I'm burning like the bush over here. <laughs> All right, let's go through the story. Tell me. Okay, so the story begins with King Ahasuerus. He sounds like a dinosaur. Ahasuerus. I already hear the musical happening. Ahasuerus. <laughs> well, hold tight, because he was a colonizer. Oh, boy. Ruling over the land from India to Ethiopia. He th- and he threw a party. Music's for- back. Party. <laughs> he threw a party for all his governors and nobles to show off his power. And the party went on for months. 180 days total. Have you ever been to a party like that? I don't know Paris Hilton, so no. 180 <laughs> days? Partying for 180 days. Oh, that gosh. is like the party. So they just drank the whole time? Yeah. So he threw a banquet where people drank and ate and drank again for straight seven days. Kind of like a fire iron, iron fire island moment. Okay, I can see that happening there. So the drinking was heavy. In Esther chapter 1, verse 8, it says... Drinking was by flagons. I don't. I, I guess that is a certain measurement of something. A maybe flagon. Like a, maybe a large cup. It's a venti. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not a tall. It's a venti. A trenza, if you will. <laughs> With so drinking was by flagons without restraint, for the king had given orders to all the officials of his palace to do as each one desired. So after seven days of straight drinking, King Ahasuerus ordered his wife, Queen Vashti, to come down to the party, wearing the royal crown in order to show the people and the officials her beauty. Oh, you can't be tempting people like that and showing off all the jewels. By the way, flagons are like pitchers. It was like it was like twenty five cent pitcher night. Okay, okay. <laughs> they, were, they were they were down them from karaoke. the crafts. They were like, yeah, I looked it up. They were like uh, a big handle and a spout. They were just like little teapotting the whole okay. thing. Okay, okay. 
So one, she comes down with the jewels. Right. One thing that we can question here is was the queen only allowed to wear the crown? What do you Did mean? Did he want her to sashay through the party drunken through the drunken party of soldiers naked? Oh, you're saying like so the crown she was like come down in just the crown. Right. Can you oh, imagine? That's a I mean, perspective. Come on. a bunch of soldiers, warriors, the queen, masculine though, colonizers. The queen? I mean, I guess like, if you're partying, hun- them. if you're partying 180 days, then maybe she's like, all right, all right, I'll do it. You know, because I mean? <laughs> it's like after that point, you're drinking for like a week straight. Yeah, you're so drunk, you're like, go, man, go get the crown, baby. <laughs> no, come on, come on, sure, come on, get naked, go get the crown, just do it. You know they're gonna love it. Like I, I could probably be talked into it. Well, Queen Vashti, she refused. Oh, yeah, she was like, Mm-mm, no. She was probably not like not as drunk. And King Ahasuerus was so enraged that he banished Queen Vashti completely from his presence. You ain't going to get naked? You ain't going to get around me at all. Go. And his advisors also told him that Vashti's refusal to follow her husband's order would encourage other women to stand up to their husbands. Good. <laughs> so, tre- so she's a trendsetter. Right. She's like, listen, listen, ladies, these men can't make us do what you think they want us to do all the time. I'm not walking around my subjects naked. That's right. That's right. So get it together, honey. She's like, you got me messed up. You think I'm going to do that? Right. right. She was she was showing her not feminist power. <clears throat> she was like, no, ma'am, I don't have to follow your orders. She was like, do it yourself. I don't yourself. care if you're my husband. I don't care if you're the king. Do it's it a, yourself. Put your own right. crown on. Go do it yourself. Right. She was a strong woman. I like her. All right. So he needed to order that women submit to their husbands, which he did. So okay. the king was like, you're not going to listen to me. All right. I'm going to make a decree that all women in the land from India to Ethiopia have to listen oh, no, to their husbands. Oh, no, she's not because I'm make a law is he still wasted while he's doing this probably all right keep going esther, like esther 122 so esther 122 he sent letters to all the royal provinces declaring that every man should be master in his own house that doesn't... <laughs> okay <laughs> like get over yourself i mean so this gives you an idea of the temperament of the king and what sure. sort of advisors he's keeping in his company right also that's very common of that day is just like every man's going to be the ruler they're like oh great good one Good one, sire. <laughs> like, we didn't think of that one. So women, okay, <laughs> we're going to press women. Good idea. So that's when we move on to Esther in this story. I, I'm waiting for this because okay. I never, I don't really know who Esther is, to be honest with you. She was a young, beautiful Jewish girl living in the land under his rule. Mm-hmm. And the king was looking for someone to replace the queen. Oh, so he like, li- he wasn't just like, go to your, get mm-hmm. out of my face. Mm-hmm. He was like... Be gone. Yeah. Like, don't ever let me see your ass again. He's a Bathsheba. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Esther is rounded up amongst with many other women to be presented Quote, to the king. Quote, rounded up. Right. She's rounded up. Like, tossed her on a horse. Right. Threw her in a... This is, this is how women this were is, treated. Yeah. Just and threw her in, like, a whatever, like a... They were property. Mm. And to be presented to the king as a possible new queen... So the the king is quite taken with her, with Esther, and decides that she will be his wife. Oh, she don't got no say. No say. He's just like, oh yeah, that one's good. Good job. Pack it up. But Queen Esther has a secret. Oh. She is Jewish and living under occupation in the Persian Empire. Oh. This makes her a religious and ethnic minority, mm-hmm. one now placed in a high-profile position. So, I mean, not only is her religious affiliation as being jewish 
make her a minority, but being Jewish in a, as an ethnic is also makes her a minority. So Esther has an uncle, Mordecai, who advises Esther to not come out about her identity as a Jew. Even while she's in the palace. Yeah, don't let anybody know. Nothing. Yeah, he's just like, go in there. Right. Keep your head down low. Yeah, just chill out. You already got no say in this. Don't make it worse for you. But Mordecai's been through a lot himself. Mm-hmm. So he's seen the cruelty of the king and how it's treated outsiders, conquering their lands and pillaging the people. Sure. So when Mordecai overhears that the king's closest advisor, Haman, hey man. <laughs> is plotting to convince the king to kill all the Jews, the stakes are raised. Now Esther is facing the dilemma of whether she should come out. If she stays in the closet, she will remain safe, but her people will die. Oh, damn. If she comes out, she risks facing the king's wrath directly. Just like so, she's like the listening in. Queen. She's listening in. She's right. doing whatever. And the king's closest advisor, his consigliere, mm-hmm. hey man, is saying we're going to kill all the Jews. That's right. All right, this mm-hmm. is going to happen now. We're done with this. Right. And so she's got to figure this out. She either stay, she, this is this is like this is a coming out story. It really is. And Mordecai is counseling her. Like, listen, like. It's probably wise if we've seen what happened to the the queen before you. At this point, he's even like, your, is your life really worth all these Jews? Like, right. your one life? Like, even if something does happen to you, I'm sorry. Like, you have this, you, you are the only hope right now. Right. To, like, say something. Right. I can't imagine being in that position knowing that the king has ordered for you, for your people to be killed. If she comes out, she, she risks facing the king's wrath directly. Yeah. Not only could she lose her position of power and be killed along with her people, but she could also save her people. She could. So that's that's like if I was in her position, I'd be like, oh, that's like the slim. Ch- that's such a small chance of that happening compared to what ha- his track record. Right. What kind of, what kind of life was it though Who, for her? Like, how is was he going to respect like, me? Like he hasn't respected anybody else. Yeah, but, that would be my thinking. I mean, maybe it wasn't much of a life anyway. Like she, ha- you know, coming out could save all these people. Like you know, like what. What would thin closeted help? Yeah. So Esther's uncle Mordecai now tells Esther that she needs to come out to save her people. So and now him, Mordecai and is him like, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not forget. Mordecai's got his it's own like, back. Well, you know, it's not such a bad idea. I, I also am Jewish, <laughs> and if you could save us all, it'd, you know, it'd be a mitzvah. So, the verse of the day today comes from part of what Mordecai said to Esther. And who knows? Maybe you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Okay, so when, when you're telling me the story of Esther, it's, it reminds me of the Harvey Milk quote. Yes. Gay brothers and sisters, you must come out. Come out to your parents. Mm-hmm. I know that it's hard and it will hurt them, but think about how... They will hurt you in the voting booth. Come out to your relatives. Come out to your friends, if indeed they are your friends. Come out to your neighbors, to your fellow workers, to people who work where you eat and shop. Come out only to the people you know and who you know, not anyone else. But once and for all, break down the myths, destroy the lies and distortions Mm. for your sake, for their sake, for the sake of the youngsters who are becoming sacred by the votes from Dayton to Eugene. And that was speaking to the uh, San Francisco resolution at the time. You know how I often say... That that is the speech of coming out day, if anything. It really is. Do you know, like, like having a moment of saying, like... And I love in the speech how Harvey Milk says, 
to, 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 to only the people you know. Because mm-hmm. you're the example, you're the proof. It's yeah. not just like, oh, look at me, I'm gay. It's like, hey, you know me right. already. Right, right. And I'm gay. Right, right. And the power that that holds. Mom, you held me when I hurt myself. You, you nursed me as a baby. I'm gay too. And you know that quote, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Mm. You know, I think that's what we're seeing with the story of Esther and even like in this moment with Harvey Milk. Like Harvey Milk is Mordecai in this moment, right? He's saying to us as, as the community, a uh, collective Esther, if you will, you need to come out because it's going to save the people. And that's why we have National Coming Out Day. Okay. So we don't repeat history. I can't take it. What does Esther do? Okay, so... Esther's task is to figure out how to come out to the king in such a way that turns the king's heart away from the slander and stereotype he's heard about her people. That's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. That's, a great, that's a good strategy for gay people. So it comes through genuine fellowship. So she knows that she just can't confront him. And doing so without p- permission would get her the same fate as Queen Vashti's oh, yeah. she, refusal. She'd be with the Vashti. She'd be out. So Esther got dressed up. And stood in the court, okay. waiting for the king to pass by. And when he did, he noticed her and invited her over. So he's probably still smitten because of what he says. What is your request, he asks. It shall be given to you even to the half of my kingdom. What a player this guy is. Can we just talk about him? <laughs> like, honestly, he walks by and she like looks so dope. She's just like... She's looking so sexy. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> she made herself look all cute and stuff. And he goes, all right, what do you want? <laughs> right, right, right. You could have anything. She did. You want half the house? <laughs> what do you want? Like, she knew how to work it. She knew how to work yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, she okay. my uniqueness, nerve, and talent, hey! honey. And he's, I could see it happening. I could totally see it happening. I could see him being like, all right, what do you want, baby? Whatever you want. So in response, Esther invites King Ahasuerus and his plotting advisor, Haman, hey, so the very man who thought of the idea to kill the Jews, uh-huh. to dinner at her house. So this <laughs> is where genuine fellowship comes into play. Oh, so she, yeah. That was her first request. She didn't say, don't kill my people. She just invited him to dinner. That's a smart way to do it. Because in a hallway like that, looking bomb, she, you know, he, he would have said yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But he might not have said yes to something that's as impactful to him now. Get him there. Feed him. Mm-hmm. Get his belly full. Jesus, <laughs> stay gay. He's in Welch's grape. Get him all like <laughs> feeling good. A way to man's heart is through his belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say second that motion. <laughs> so the king and Haman came to dinner and he again asked her what she wanted. And she invited him back to dinner again the next night. <laughs> that would be interesting. So what is it? Uh, uh, dinner was great. What did you bring me here for? Right. For you to come back tomorrow? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Because that was really bomb. Whatever they ate then, right? Like honey and oats. I don't know. Right. So that's maybe, maybe it was very Wham. strategic in her part. She's like, not tonight. I'm not going to say anything. Or maybe was she scared too? I mean, how True. many of us have been around the dinner table and we know, or like we sat our parents down. We're like, okay, now's the moment. Now I'm going right. to do it. You know, like I'm how many come of those dinners did you pass the salt and not say I'm gay? <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. lot of them. I was yeah. close a few times Yeah. before I actually came out to my family. I was close. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I never I never had that moment, I don't think, where I was ever like, okay, now I'm going to tell them. Now I'm going to tell them. I was always way too scared to tell them. And me, them finding out my sexuality always came through like crazy events, as we before all know. Before <laughs> I came out, I was, before I came out to my brother, I was on the phone with a guy. 
And he was like, who's your celebrity crush? And I was still dealing with my toxic masculinity, whatever. And I said, J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I just was like, you know, still dealing with like my whole, like covering it up. Like, and mm-hmm. I was like, and he goes, he goes, but I thought you liked me. And I went, duh, I like guys, you know? And then I heard click on the other line. And I was like, <gasps> oh God. And then I like went up to listen to like uh, my brother and my sister uh-huh. were, t- were talking in a yeah. room with my mom, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I went up to listen yeah. to the door and I could swear that I heard my mm-hmm. sister go, is he gay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, this, the jig is up. Yeah. And I, I knocked on the door and I walked in and they were like, yeah. And I was like, you tell me. <laughs> and they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's so real. I was like, no, you, so like, real. what are you, what are you talking about? And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, and then I just like didn't answer anything. Yeah. So then I was like, oh my God, I was like panicking. And then I pulled my brother and I said, I was like, Chris, you heard me say something on the phone. He's like, Danny, before you say anything, I didn't hear you say anything. So don't blow up your spot and tell me something you don't want me to hear. That's a good brother. He's like, because I didn't hear nothing. And I was like, you sure? He's like, I swear. That's a good brother. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. (laughs) And I got away with it. So (laughs) she comes up at dinner and she's like, you know what? Come back come back another time come back so the next night he comes back and maybe she wanted to make sure that he was in a good mood maybe she was stalling who knows but at the second dinner the king asked her again what she really wants what do you really want esther and esther finally comes out as a jew she makes a passionate plea to the king in esther chapter 7 verse 3 through 4 do you oh, want to read this Haman watches in horror esther Seven, three to four. If I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition and spare my people. This is my request for I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet, but no such distress would justify disturbing the king. The king was horrified and asked who was going to do such a horrible thing. And Esther oh. points to Haman. Who's in the room with them both? Mm-hmm. Haman, the consigliere, the confidant, mm-hmm. the bestie, mm-hmm. the Jafar, mm-hmm. is, the Judas, is, is sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's been plotting. She overheard it. All of this distress, Mordecai's distress, all of this distress comes from Haman saying he want, that they're going to kill the Jews. Mm-hmm. And the king doesn't even know about it. Yeah. That's the tea right there. The king's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> the, the king says, who would do such a horrible thing? And she's like, him, your honor. That <laughs> Jafar right She knew she had it. She knew she had that it. That bitch right there. <laughs> damn yeah damn so this part is especially dramatic and then the king goes oh, is this true and he goes bitch it might be <laughs> <laughs> so the king is angry and he steps outside to cool down Haman stays behind to beg for his life stop he threw himself on the couch because dramatic right <laughs> right as the king walked back in he throws himself on the couch so not a good look not cute girl. He looks like he's attacking Queen Esther. Oh no, so wait. So he comes in mm-hmm. and he's being like all drama queen. He's yeah, like, yeah, spare yeah. my life, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Like and he's just like throws himself on the couch. Mm-hmm. But it probably looks like he was in a struggle with Esther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she like maybe pushed him to the couch or maybe he lunged for her. Mm-hmm. But it's totally misconstrued. Yeah. So you know what happens to Haman? No. He gets hanged, man. 
What? He gets, well, not maybe hang, but he gets executed. Oh. So the king's order to kill the Jews is Whoa. rescinded. Oh. Esther is considered a hero for interceding See? with the king and for taking on their biggest threat in Haman. She's like, I know I'm newish, but I'm Jewish. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it? That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's so that's awesome. That's so good. I'm newish. I'm Jewish. Get used to it. It's me, Esther. <laughs> Back TF off of me. <laughs> wow. So that's it. Yeah. He man is now like nobody. Yeah. So, how many LGBTQ people have been held in high esteem yet have felt pressured to keep their sexual orientation and gender identity oh, man. secret? How many are terrified of being outed? How many people think if they only knew? Some youth legitimately fear being kicked out of their home, out of their church, losing the respect of their peers, being bullied or harassed, and so on. And these youth may easily understand what sort of pressure Esther was facing. Oh, you know, honestly, I feel this way all the time. I actually told this story recently. I I couldn't wait to get to New York to go see a Broadway show. And it was like one of my uncles said to me, Hey Danny, like, uh, you know, I got, to, I just got to New York after college. He was like, I'll take you to see any Broadway show you want. Pick one. Mm. And I was like, man, I really want to see rent. And he goes, you want to see a bunch of fags jumping around on stage mm. with AIDS? Wow. Can you imagine? Wow. And I, I wanted to yeah. stick up then for queer people. I want yeah. to stick up then for people with AIDS. Mm-hmm. I want to stick up for Jonathan Larson, the incredible mm-hmm. Pulitzer prize winning author of that incredible work. And I couldn't, mm. I felt the fear. Mm-hmm sitting in the room with my grandmother mm-hmm. sitting in the mm-hmm. that it was the time it, w- it was a time mm. for me to speak up and i didn't and it's something that i regret and to think of her bravery in this time when she had so much more at risk like not even just her own life but the life of her people that like she had so much at risk to be able to do something like that and how that bravery was rewarded you know yeah and um i just don't think that always we're equipped with the right things to say we're, we're not always I didn't have the words in my head to say what I wanted to say. I wanted a Julia Sugarbaker, <laughs> and I just didn't have it in me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I pray for all of you who are in that room now. And now, like, you know, one thing I never did, and if I could give myself credit for anything, is I never did that with God. Hmm. It didn't matter what situation I was in, or where I was, or what I was doing. If somebody asked me if I knew God, I had to admit it and agree. I never ever, ever, ever hid the fact that I was a Christian. But I just wish that younger, I could be proud of myself as much as I am proud of my love for God, as Mm -hmm. I am about being of Italian heritage, as I am about Mm -hmm. being queer, as I am about being a guy of size. Mm -hmm. Like I've learned as I got older to love all of my differences and like fall Mm -hmm. in love with all of the different idiosyncratic things of that that my family does and who I am and what make us up as individuals. Yeah. For so many of us, the community that we are surrounded in didn't give us that space to breathe that moment. You know, we didn't have that space to say I'm gay and for it to be safe and to know that we are held and loved and seen and heard. And that's why it's so important. We had to create that space. Yeah. I think that's what makes us so strong as lgbtq people as any minority person knows you know that we had to create the space so we can like just breathe Mm. so we can just be and exist and esther is one of the strong people was she lesbian 
We don't know. I tell you, there might be. We someone, don't think so. But yeah, she, pro- she was no. that strong person that was able to create right. that space for herself, so she can stand in her mm-hmm. truth and say, "This is who I am," and you can kill me or not. But these, I'm going to breathe. The, God damn these it. characters in the Bible, their stories don't have to be explicitly LGBTQ for their stories yeah. and for their feelings to be relatable to LGBTQ youth. That is the purpose of Scripture. Yeah. Is you take it and you use it as a mirror for your own life. It's for you. Mm-hmm. It is the owner manual to your life. So many people digest their scripture from somebody else reading it to them and pointing at them while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. When the, it re, you really should be reading it and looking at yourself in the text and finding how these stories can connect to you. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to discuss coming out. This is a great angle on this. And there's tons of angles that different spiritual leaders use to make the scripture relevant in all things to farmers to to uh to whoever um they'll change it to mothers to they'll change something around and make it there's a way that we could look at this with a rainbow lens and say this story is for me this god is for me this this scripture is for me that's right but you know some people are they step into that role of esther right they take on the mantle of esther if you will and they choose to state who they are in life and they are ostracized, they are kicked out, they are persecuted. And so, for our love offering and tithe this week, we want to encourage you to get involved in maybe a local center in your community or something like Alley Forney Center in New York City or Trinity Place Shelter in New York City or Lost and Found Youth in Atlanta that are taking these people in that took on the mantle of Esther and said, this is who I am, Coming but we're kicked out. out is dangerous still for many LGBTQIA youth. 40% of homeless youth identify as LGBTQIA+. Yeah. Yeah. 40%. Yeah. It's like my mom loves to point out, children are on loan to parents mm. from God. And I wonder how many of this 40% of this homeless youth have families that identify as Christian. Mm-hmm. I wonder. And how does that happen? Yeah. They're being the hey man. Hey man, chill. Hey man, chill. Are you, like, seriously? (laughs) Um, Wow. Well, that's inspiring, this story. Yeah. I love the story of Esther. It's beautiful. It is. It's fantastic. And I'm glad to know it now. And again, there are relatable stories in, in, in the text. We just mm-hmm. have to find them. There's a coming out story in the Bible. Who Look knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that? I would like to close out with a prayer, Azzy. How do you it. feel about that? Yeah, let's do it. Lord, we'd like to uh, just lift up all of those out, out there right now, all our brothers and sisters out there who cannot come out yet because it is not safe. We are thinking about all of you right now. If you're listening to this and you're in a place where you can't, yet come out where you feel like it is not safe. We are with you. We are praying for you. Mm-hmm. There is a light at the end of that tunnel. There is a whole family of people waiting to embrace you for exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are thinking about coming out right now, mm-hmm. um, your heart is probably telling you it is the right time. You're scared. You're nervous. There's many examples of queer people out there right now. Um, in our world, we are fortunate to live in a time where more and more every day are being shown. There are leaders that you can point to. There are people who are examples for who you want to be now. Find out what's missing in the queer community. What don't you see that doesn't make you feel like it's a part of it? What kind of queer person makes you say, oh, am I a part of that or not? And that's what you have to offer us. 
we're waiting for you to come out so we could see that side of you. There is a young person of you waiting to have your example. For those of you who are out and proud, we want to thank you for them, Lord. We want to thank you for giving them the strength. Thank you for, for making them be an example of leadership, example of people who can help others. And we pray to remind us, Lord, every day to be an example of love in this world. Mm-hmm. When every day we're dealing with vitriol and we're dealing with atrocities against the LGBTQ community across the globe, we want to live every day as an example of your love, God. And we're so grateful for the opportunity to do that uh, each and every week again. And we thank you for this community here at Yes, Jesus. In your holy and precious name, amen. Amen. Wow. Um, thank you for uh, listening today. Happy National Coming Out Day, all of you. Um, stay tuned. We have a very special Play This for Your Christian Parents When You Want to Come Out segment that will be also uh, released today. So look forward to that and check it out. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. Uh, you can find us on social media at Yas Jesus Pod or on our website at yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a hey man. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Yas Jesus is hosted by me, the fabulous Daniel Francesi. And as always, I'm here with Azariah Southward. <laughs> Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon, Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. We're newish. We're Jewish. Get used to it. Ah!